messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Good. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials, the good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit, like this. Calling all grass masters. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hey, Vives. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today on the show... <laughs> I just thought of what I was going to say, and you're going to hate it. I was going to say... It's stiller time. <laughs> oh, you kind of liked it. You got a chuckle. Uh, this was your idea. Jerry Stiller passed. He did. It was uh, it was a sad day to lose Jerry Stiller, uh, although he lived a very full life. Um, but he, uh, I was I was just sort of like scrolling around on Twitter, and I learned that in addition to being a you know a well known comedian and comedic actor. Uh, he and his his longtime wife and partner Anne Mira were actually big commercial makers, so it seemed like a logical uh, way in for us. Yeah, it almost seems like an embarrassment of riches, eh? Yeah, the more I the more I uncovered, the more I uncovered. Yeah, so uh, we'll go through some of uh, their greatest hits. Also, what the hell? I threw in some Ben Stiller commercials too. There aren't that many, frankly. I can only find two products that Ben Stiller ever directly made commercials for. I'm not saying there aren't more. All I could find was two. Um, one is uh, not from this country, nor is it in English. And the other one is a, a tie-in to a movie that he did. But anyway, we'll explore that. Also, I have some good news for you, Genevieve. We have a jingle. Yay! Yeah, it's been a while. Return of the jingle. The return of the jingle. So uh, we will cover all of that. Without further ado, let's get into... Should I do stiller time again or just like let that go? I think once was plenty. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I haven't uh, seen a lot of these commercials that you put in the rundown. So what are we going to start with here? Uh, well, so how much do you know about his his partnership with Ann Mira? Um, I knew that I, I just knew vaguely that I assumed they were a husband and wife team. and I knew that they were super famous before he became famous to my generation, which was like the Seinfeld generation. Yeah, they were they were a big comedic duo. They showed up on on all those kinds of like um you know, comedy shows and and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of like kind of a variety variety show. shows. Yeah, like they'd show up on Carson. They'd show up on uh, Carol Burnett. I just saw a Carol Burnett clip a moment ago. And yeah. often the joke was, or or frequently the joke was, uh, some iteration of the fact that he was sort of short and stocky and Jewish, and she was tall and statuesque and Irish mm -hmm. Catholic. Mm -hmm. um, and so they had these two alter egos that they would often play play as characters. I think his name was Hershey Horowitz and she was like Marianne O'Doyle or something, something like Doyle. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, they were just sort of like, you know, reflections of who they, they actually were. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think part of why she always, she was always Mira and not Stiller, even though they were married was because it was, Intrinsic to the joke, right? Oh, they were, interesting. They, it wasn't she's, just she's a, a Mira, not a not a Stiller. It wasn't just a uh, like a kind of women's rights issue or 
that's the wrong way of putting it, but like it wasn't an empowerment thing. Well, just, I don't really know, yeah. but I mean, I, I know that their brand was was the contrast between them. Yeah, I didn't mean women's rights issue, but back then, I mean, it was very unusual for a married woman not to take her husband's name. I guess that's obvious. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not sure if there if there are other good examples of. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like 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 May and uh, who, Elaine May was uh, was in a comedic duo with her husband, uh, who's also very famous. Uh, uh, I'm out of my element here, Donnie. I yeah, don't know. Is it uh, was it Nichols? Who was Elaine May? All right, we're just going to do this right now. Well, I will start setting up the first uh, commercial while you uh, type. Of course, I'm going to have to stall because I know nothing about this. All I know is it's not really a commercial. Yeah, it's a Mike PSA. Nichols and Elaine May. Uh, May okay. Nichols and May. Mike Nichols, not the director. Yeah, the director. Oh, really? Started as a part of a comedy duo? I think so. Really? I'm also out of my element here, so I'm I'm treading on thin ice. Let's get back into our element. <laughs> How do you feel? What is this first commercial that you pulled, this PSA? This is a public safe, uh, safety announcement. Public service, service announcement. Service announcement for wearing your seatbelt. Oh, um, okay. So you've got, and I would say um, this is probably after they were famous. I mean, you, you don't hire, you don't hire a duo like this unless they're famous. Uh, they're probably in their forties or fifties. Uh, she's sitting in the driver's seat, and he's in the passenger seat. Are you all set? <laughs> My set, terrific. Let's go. What do I do first? Buckle up. Buckle what? Fasten your seatbelt. Seatbelt. That's the ashtray. Yes. That's the door handle. Well, I mean, what does it look like? Give me a hint. Are you going to buckle up? Look, are you going to yell? I want to learn how to drive, not how to cut off my circulation. I'm telling you to fasten your seatbelt. Oh, are you a bossy person? Give me three good reasons I'll fasten. All right. Number one, if we get into a collision or if some joker hits you in the rear. Oh, class. Real class comes out of your mouth. Hits the rear of the car. <laughs> yeah. Your beautiful face won't go smack into the windshield, thus messing up the glass. Two, a quick turn and you might fall out, thus messing up the front of someone else's car. Okay. And three, if you don't fasten your seatbelt, I will never talk to you again mm. as long as you live because I love you and I want you alive. That Where is real intense. For someone you love. I mean, you can hear it a little bit in the audio, but also that camera is really tight on his face yeah. when he gives that final line. It's very intense. It zooms in on him uh, and and it gets very serious. It's interesting. That's they're a little younger than I initially thought when we set this up. They, that's probably they're probably in their thirties or so. There. You think so? Wow. He always looked. He old, always didn't looked he? old. Yeah. Um. But I I think like you make a PSA today with a, co- a comedic actor or actors, and it's going to end on a punchline, not mm-hmm. a. Uh, you know, not like a serious note like that. Yeah. And also, I mean, the the fact that they're both so cranky. I mean, is that mostly their thing? I saw some bits. They didn't ever, the tiny bit I saw today, it didn't seem like they usually, they're usually going after each other. I, I think it, I don't know that I, I haven't seen a ton of their, their bits together. I saw a little bit of their um, Hor- Horowitz and, and Doyle bit on Carson. Oh yeah, the one where they're um, the one where they, they were online dating or using computers to they're meet. Just using yes. computers to date, which yes. I think is hilarious. Um and they weren't I don't know that their vibe was always like the bickering bickersons, mm-hmm. but more just like they didn't have they had a they they were always kind of in translation to each other mm-hmm. because yeah. things were so they're uh 
their experiences were so different. It's so funny to think of a time when people didn't really know what a seatbelt was, though. They yeah. were just actually trying to get across, like, no, that's the door handle. No, that's the seatbelt. Exactly. Yeah, it's funny to think of that. Yeah. Uh, and now you have another one here. This is, I love it. I, I Did know you that, know there were Jack in the Box ads from the 70s? You know, I... I was going to say, I didn't know that, except I feel like, I mean, we did a we did a lot of coverage of jack-in-the-box commercials and origin stories and how their strategy changed. So I feel like we must have at some point known this, but to see a, a jack-in-the-box commercial from 1976, I was definitely surprised. Yeah, I, I had no idea that it was that, that the chain was that old. So what are we about to see here? So they're sitting in a in a Jack in the Box restaurant. They each have a tray of food in front of them. For our first date, I was planning on taking you someplace fancy. I hope you didn't mind my suggesting Jack in the Box. I find it refreshing. Some women insist on the most expensive restaurant in town. A man works hard for his money. It's silly to squander it away when we can get a perfectly good meal right here. How well put. Where else can you get French fried wedding rings better than these? <laughs> You said wedding rings. No, <laughs> I meant onion rings. You said wedding. I did. You did. I do. Yeah, and then she puts her finger through the onion ring. See, this is what I'm here for. I like it when they're in love with each other or flirty. Well, I think they all pretty much are. I, again, I don't think that their vibe was... Um, that, they were, that they were the Lockhorns, you uh-huh. know? I mean, I think like... And I think his his later career was so it was very funny, obviously, but he was so he was always shouting and, yeah. and his his vibe with with the woman who played George's mother on Seinfeld yeah. was yeah. so like com- contentious yeah. that I wonder if like that's what people sort of imagine his vibe always was. Mm-hmm. But I think with his thing with Ann Mira, he his love for Ann Mira was legendary. First yeah. of all, like I remember when Ann Mira died, uh, maybe just a few years ago now. Um, it was one of those kind of like they really were meant to be and they just had this whole lifetime of love. And I, I think I saw him before she died just always talking about her in such glowing terms. I think he was really head over heels his whole life. Oh, that's really sweet. And yeah, she passed away in 2015. In fact, before we move on to this next commercial, you had a correction. Yes, I want to correct the record before uh, we get too much further. And I I don't think, uh, based on this very quick search, it doesn't look like Mike Nichols and Elaine May were ever married, um, that they were... They were just just a, a comedy time. A comedy duo. Um, now, uh, I like the way you ordered these. They seem to be kind of going through time chronologically here. Uh, if that last one was from 1976, this one is from 1980. It's a Windex commercial. I also love the breadth. I cannot say that word yet. I always try to do it. I love the wide range of these commercials. <laughs> um, they did have an enormous breadth. And uh, it's incredible. They like this is just a sele- uh, a sampling of the ads that they did. They they really made a, must have made a lot of their money doing that because they were in ads for all kinds of things for decades. Uh, so this Windex ad, he is uh, he's kind of sitting in the window of this kitchen, and she's uh, she's walking around the kitchen cleaning things with Windex. Boy, you sure put a shine in that toaster, lady. Yeah, I'm compulsive about shine. How about me the stove? Too. Sure. Windex shines up a stove as gorgeous as a toaster. Which stove with Windex? Right. Sparkles like a engagement ring. It's the ammonia D. Can Windex do the counter? And the table. I bet Windex could also clean windows. Are you kidding? Are you married? 
Oh, Ace. Windex with a uh, shines all sorts of I kind of, you know, it took me a second windows. to realize what was going on, that he's a professional window cleaner, not her husband, and they're doing chores together. Yeah, but they there is there does seem to be some sort of backstory there that made, made me wonder if there was like a whole series of these, uh-huh. like their courtship told through the <laughs> eyes of Windex. She's I, really doing I mean, I have a bottle of Windex. Now, they make a different kind of Windex now that is specifically all-purpose Windex, although I bet you a million bucks it's the same stuff, only it's a different color, yellow <laughs> instead of blue. But I use it on the on the stove and like she's going around like using it on all of the kitchen appliances trying to make them shine just yeah. like I do. It's a it was always the intention, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I like it. All right, what else we got? Uh what else do we have? Uh oh, the Meadowlands. So you know that's uh it's a uh the horse track? Horse track, yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Um so she's arriving. This is this is where they don't know each other. They meet for the first time. Uh they're at the Meadowlands. She arrives with a girlfriend and he arrives with uh, a guy friend and it sounds like it's his first time there and she runs into him and gives him a horse tip the meadowlands i've never been here before just pick a name gilda who knows you might get lucky excuse me excuse me, excuse me. just listen to me i know tell me what do i do first time shorty don't be cruel it's genetic <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like a montage. We see them like kind of sitting next to each other. This is really s- clicking along quickly. Um, yeah, and then she just comes. They're in like the concessionary, and she just comes up to him. He's reading the forum, and she comes up with a <laughs> with a cup of coffee. Looks over his shoulder and says, uh, first time shorty or whatever." First time shorty. Don't be cruel. It's genetic. <laughs> no, first time Great. shorty. It's a sure thing. Thanks. And the winner is first time shorty. I won, I won. You're my kind of girl. And you're my kind of guy. No, you're my kind of girl in the third. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's awesome. I love that one. It's such a fun little story. Yeah. Um, And that one, they definitely are older. Like, that's probably in their 50s there. Um, I'm loving these so much. And so, yeah, it's just awesome to see how long this partnership lasted and that they... They continued to enjoy working together. I'm going to uh, destroy your timeline here for a second because I happened to come across one. I was actually looking for something else, and then this one popped up, and uh, I just threw it in here. I think this is going back a little bit. This feels more like 70s to me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to say like early 70s, and this is for um, – for uh, like a neighborhood association. I'm actually going to read to you uh, directly from this description on YouTube. The Citizens Committee for New York City asked um, Neil Marshad. Now, who's Neil Marshad? Everybody seems to be making a big deal about the fact that this is directed by Neil Marshad. Do we know who that is? I do not. It's American film producer and director, blah, blah, blah. It's unclear why he's famous, but oh, it looks like he did some work on Saturday Night Live. Anyway, um... So this is a public service campaign to help uh, clean, green, and protect the city's neighborhoods from uh, from a grassroots community organizing. Oh yeah, they were also involved in like plant a million like million trees initiative in okay, New York. I wonder yeah. if that's connected. They seem like they're very engaged. A lot, a lot of the things that they've done have been like campaigns. Well, in this one, you see them kind of dressed like I don't know if it's old timey farmers, but they're in their like hardcore gardening outfits. And I don't know if at first you can tell they're in the middle of the city because they're like digging and planting and doing all this stuff. And he is acting like a homesteader, and then she has to keep reminding him that they are in the middle of the largest city in the United States. You know, Ann, when we settled here, this was a wilderness. But we did it, little gal. We landed, we sold, now we shall reap. Jerry, what are you talking about? This is New York City. Don't stop me, Ann. I'm on a roll. Someday, I'm going to get us a piece of bottom land. 
bottomland? You heard me, woman. We're going to harvest them amber waves of grain down uh, Look, purple. all we did was join our block association. So if you want to homestead your territory, start your own block association. Now, Ann, can I get back to the part about the fruited plains? Sure, honey, sure. <laughs> Citizens Committee for New York City. Oh, that's they were they were like into urban gardening, urban yeah. farming before it was popular. There are a bunch of jokes in there that I also didn't get. Like, I, what is bottomland? I assume it's just some homesteading term. Do you know bottomland? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just land that's like um, closer to the water. Uh, I see. But you would not. You wouldn't expect to use that term in an urban environment. Do I see you have a wine commercial here? Yeah, this one's great, actually. This is just radio. Um, so, oh, okay. So the, the video you're seeing is unreleased. It's just photo. It's just still photos oh, that's of, good. of them. But um, it, thankfully, it's an audio medium entirely, right. so we don't even really need to set it up. Okay, let's take a listen. 1970. Stiller and Mira. Excuse me, miss, but you seem to be having trouble picking out a wine. Maybe I can help you. Oh, I'm sorry, but I never talk to strangers. Oh! How did you know? What do you mean, how did I know? You're a stranger. Right, Elliot Stranger. Is that really your name? No, it's really Elliot Sverdlick, but I do meet a lot of pretty girls this way. I like you, Elliot. You're weird, but I like you. Maybe you can help. See, I'm having some friends over for smorgasbord, some shrimps, a little cheese, some meatballs. What kind of wine can you serve with all those things? May I suggest you have a little blue nun at your smorgasbord? Oh, I don't think she'd have a very good time. Besides, it's going to be all couples. (laughs) Oh, no. Blue nun wine. It's a delicious white wine that's correct with any dish. Meat, fish, cheese, meatballs. Oh. Blue Nun. Elliot, you made me a convert. (laughs) I suppose you're going to drink it religiously. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to become a real habit. Blue Nun, the delicious (laughs) white wine that's correct with any dish. Another Seychelles wine imported by Shefflin and Company, New York. Oh, I love that velvety wine voice at the end. Why can no one make a decent radio ad anymore? Yeah. That was delightful. I mean, you know, it wasn't like uproarious or anything, and the puns were, were silly, but... It was enjoyable. I was engaged with the story that they were telling. Radio ads now, especially ones where it's like a man talking to a woman and they're like, you know, video only. That's exactly what I was going to say. Right. Like we laugh, we listen to them and we we pay attention to them because they're so terrible, but they're not really good or engaging in any way. I'll still take, if I have to listen to a bad radio commercial, I will still prefer one that is a narrative like that, though. I guess so. They're just... As opposed to just somebody shouting at you like, Sunday, 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 or just an annoying jingle like Cars for Kids. Yeah. I mean, I just... They're all... The the bar is so low. The They are just so terrible. Yeah. I don't know if you are familiar with this, but did you know that um, teachers don't just impact for a year but for a lifetime (laughs) they say teachers don't impact for a year but for a lifetime hi i'm rick riz of the seattle mariners join ws i didn't know i had the whole thing here i'm sorry about that i thought i just had the line um that is a radio commercial that i hear during baseball season over and over and over again i did i say this on the show that i never thought i'd miss hearing rick riz deliver that line (laughs) over and over and over again but here we are now you miss everything about yeah the blue nun wine has some interesting um packaging decisions that it's in a blue bottle which is you know i guess makes sense for marketing but like it looks like the wine is blue because it's not a dark blue it's like a light blue and it looks like you're seeing the light through the wine and the wine is blue which i don't know i mean i bet you it's not very good wine yeah probably not um okay if you can still get blue nun wine you have one more here and this is the only one that i watched because 
it is a reaction ad to a phenomenon that you and I discussed kind of in depth a few months back, something that was happening uh, in the 90s that I didn't even know about, the Harry and Louise insurance commercials. Yes. Yeah, so I, I should have actually done a little bit more uh, brushing up on this before we started the show. But my recollection is that Harry and Louise were this fictional couple that were trotted out um, first by the right to uh, campaign against um, I think like by, well by Cl- the insurance by the insurance industry. Sorry, should by, I yeah. should say by yeah. the insurance industry, um, and uh, to campaign against the Clinton Health Care Reform Act. Right. Yes. And then th- I think later, maybe related to the Affordable Health Care. I think Affordable so. Care yeah. Act, yeah. Year decades later. Decades yeah. later, um, when the Affordable Care Act was was happening, the same actors were brought back to like. Recant basically. Did we do right. it for our traders show? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that was I think it. we did. I forgot we had done that, but yeah, that's exactly what the topic was. But I think in between those times, or maybe I, I guess maybe more around the, the time of the first uh, iteration where they were against single payer, um, they uh, they the the op- the opposition. I guess the folks who were trying to get the reform act, the Clinton's uh, healthcare reform act, passed, hired Stiller and Mira, who I think are pretty liberal activists. Yeah. To um, to try to advance that cause and respond directly to the Harry and Louise ad. So this is back in the 90s and they're the response. And so they are in their living room, right? And they're watching TV. I think they're they're actually watching the end of one of those commercials. Yes. And they did a bunch of these, but I love this one because they're actually responding directly to Harry and Louise. And, and it, you're going to hear a little bit of like sort of uh, whimpering or crying. And that's Anne Mira as she turns off the television. <laughs> What's wrong, honey? I'm confused about Harry and Louise. (laughs) You mean that worried couple on the insurance company's commercials? They're so confused about health care. And you're confused because they're confused. (laughs) They keep saying, there's got to be a better way. There is. The single-payer system. Everyone is covered, you get full benefits, and you choose your own doctor. Harry and Louise, there is a better way. I love how disdainful that is. I love that so much, and i i love that I love them as people, and they just seem like the sweetest people. But there's also a, an element with Jerry Stiller and his explosive uh-huh. comedic style, you know, from as Frank Costanza. Yeah, that anytime he's sort of being quiet, I expect him to just. Explode yeah. with rage, and he he doesn't in that one. No, I mean, he's and he, so and he, calm. And in and fact, like, he doesn't really in anything. He, yeah. he did a whole campaign for Capital One, which I we didn't even get into. Um, that was just him. Uh, the What's in Your Wallet campaign. Um, oh, that recently, huh? What's in Your Wallet? Yeah, huh? I mean, you know, recently, like within the last ten to fifteen years. I mean, that's been going on for a long time. Uh, but it was just him, not Ann Mira. Um, and I, he's so funny. Like, and and him, him as Frank Costanza. He talked about actually. I saw a great interview with him uh, in preparation for the show, where he talked about how he was cast in that role. Did you know there was another Frank Costanza? I just learned that in one episode. Yes. So they they cast the role, and then Larry David and I assume Jerry Seinfeld were like just not feeling it. He wasn't having the right chemistry with um, Estelle. I'm blanking on the last the last name of the woman who played the the wife, but um, they bring in Jerry Stiller and they have him wear a bald cap and they tell him like you're gonna be like the the milk toast, you know, overrun 
cowed husband to this very loud, screaming, overbearing wife. And that's going to be your role. And they're they're doing they're doing a scene and it's just not really hitting for him. And at one point she starts yelling and he just decides to take it a totally different direction. This is in the rehearsal or something. And he just starts screaming back at her. <laughs> and at that point, Jason Alexander said to him, hey, next take, don't be. And people liked it. And Jason Alexander said, don't next take because they're both yelling at George. So don't be afraid to hit me. So that's how. So at that point, he's screaming at at uh, George's mother, and he turns around and just like smacks George, you know, on the t- on the forehead. And you know, a legend was they took off the bald cap, and a legend was born. Oh, that's great! Do you know that they in that original episode where they cast somebody other than him as George Costanza, they ended up re. Cutting, they yes. refilmed it with him, but that so, original so one is airing. floating around somewhere. I think it's—I don't know if it's Hulu or there's some streaming service where you can still watch the original version. Did with you watch some, it? No, I haven't found. Somebody emailed me that, and I can't remember. I'm sorry, I'm uh, a little bit vague on details, but I'm sure we can look it up. But apparently, that original one is floating around the original cut, which I would love to see. But also, like. How nuts is that? I can't think of another show where they went back and recut scenes just for syndication because they realize a character has become so big and important. Yeah, you know. Well, and it's it's very it's easy to do that when it's one scene. I mean, it wasn't like there was a sure, whole season yeah. with this yeah. with this other actor. But what a weird! I bet that actor has a that's a great. Uh, story yeah. of parties like hey what's your claim to fame oh, that's well you'll never that, guess it's making me sad now for I, that person i don't know maybe he's he got other work but like to have been the the almost was in this iconic yeah. character oh you know what i looked at it was george clooney so yeah he's doing <laughs> he all did right. fine. Oh, he's do- but you know what i see how they went in a different direction now <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> um <laughs> all right so let's move on now let's talk about uh beautiful people uh making beautiful people now we go to the progeny ben stiller i don't know if jerry stiller uh, i mean these like, are beautiful he's, people he's beautiful on the inside yes that's what i mean you saw the clip that was going around i mean it was everywhere yesterday or the day before um the the outtake where um where uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus can't stop laughing as Jerry Stiller is screaming at her. Oh, no, I missed it's that. It's the one where they actually get into a physical fight. Do you remember that? I can't remember where they are, an airport, a bus stop. No, no, they're in a police station for some reason. And they st- and he starts picking a fight with Elaine. The Elaine and Jerry, the, I'm sorry, the Elaine and, and Frank episodes were fantastic. The one in the nail salon. <laughs> you want a piece of me? <laughs> And she says, yeah, I want a piece of you. Anyway, um, and like at one point, uh, Jason Alexander literally falls on the ground laughing in the outtake. He just can't, they can't. Yeah. Nobody can keep it together. All right, let's talk about uh, Ben Stiller here for a second. I know my transition was terrible, but it was the best I had in the moment. Um, like I said, I can only find two actual products that Ben Stiller has commercials for. And one of them was just from a, about four years ago. Uh, it was for the Fiat 500X, obviously a car, but it was tied in to the um, Zoolander yes. movie, the Zoolander 2 that I was coming I get the out sense that, that Stiller is pretty, uh, pretty selective about one, yeah. some, what he'll do sponsorships for. I've seen him do some ads recently that are more like, um, uh, he, like for some kind of charity Oh really? Yeah. Oh, those didn't come up. Uh, it was. It's like um, 
He's not like the, he's not the UN ambassador, but it's something like that. Oh, you know what? He was um, he testified about the conditions in Syria. I think it might be that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. something foreign and sad. And 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 he was using his platform for good, not unlike it sounds like his parents. Yes. Um, but anyway, this this Fiat commercial is very visual. I'll just set it up for you. I don't even know if we have to play the whole thing. Essentially, um, we see him in a Zoolander character. Uh, what What's his first name? Derek. Derek Zoolander. Um, and he's in a little Fiat, uh, and he keeps driving past a traffic camera and giving the traffic camera his blue steel look. He loves the camera so much that he's presumably oh, mutual. driving around the block over and over and over again. Uh, until a police officer finally pulls him over. Okay, so he's actually going in reverse now. Rolls down the window. There's the camera. And blue steel. Oh, so he's not driving around the block. He's actually throwing it into reverse, and he keeps going past. <laughs> you know what I thought the joke was here? This is gonna not. This ends up not being a part of this at all. I thought the joke was going to be he can only turn right because this happens to be <laughs> on a street amb- corner. He's not an ambi-turner. Yeah. And that would have been a great joke. And he keeps turning right, and this, yeah. he's right in a corner, and I thought for sure that's what we were building up to. Yeah, here comes the cop. I know. I was driving while hot. The Fiat 500X crossover. The perfect Now we're going to go into the police station and we're going to see all of... This is the only kind of funny part to me is we see a whole wall where every single one of those photos is pasted to the wall. Accessory to complement any look. Even blue steel. Honestly, it's some of my best work. Seeing the photos are funny. It's not that great of a commercial. Your joke was way better, first of all. The, oh, the, the only... I mean, t- yeah, like, yeah. I can only turn right, um, and then you have, like, a tagline instead of, like, looks good on everything, including blue steel. Instead of that dumb tagline, have it be, like, looks great whether it's turning right or left. Or, yeah. or the car that can turn right or left, or some joke that's based on that. Like, that's a way funnier joke. Um, yeah. You are the... Lucky? No, you're not. Hold on, hold uh, on. You, you are the luckiest. I'm in the middle of transferring a bunch of files over, and I almost didn't have this. <laughs> uh, the listeners would have been so disappointed. Because I think we just doctored do. up that commercial. What should I do? Yes, belatedly. Can you even buy that Fiat anymore? Probably not. Doctor, doctor, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? My doll is ill. She has high fever. All right, that was smooth. I'm real smooth today. I'm doing a great <laughs> job. Everybody giving me a pat on the back. Um, okay, here is the only other product I could find. And by the way, yeah, it seems like Ben Stiller is very selective in the products that he advertises for. This first one is going to be f- when he was much younger, and it's a commercial in Japan. We did a whole show about uh, actors often kind of not getting their start, like, but taking advantage of maybe their newfound fame in the yes. United States and taking it abroad and doing bizarre taking, commercials. Taking it abroad, taking it to Japan often where they can make some money, but it doesn't um, negatively, it doesn't cut into their bankability here. It doesn't like lessen their cachet here. And in fact, it's very timely. Uh, one of our ad counselors sent in, um, noted that that's kind of changed for high, you know, for for prestige actors. That it, it's no longer kind of like uh, 
déclassé to do a commercial. Oh, in the United States. Yeah, yeah. in the United States. You used to have to go outside. If you want to make that sweet, sweet commercial money, you had to leave the U.S. Especially if you didn't, like you said, didn't want it to tarnish your reputation here. So um, so this one is for Kieran Beer. And the, the, uh, the other one, the Fiat, that isn't even like... That's still self-interested in for him because it's a tie into his movie. Yeah, and I think and that's his movie. Yeah, and I think that's the only way someone yeah. like him does that, where it's like, well, there's a huge upside for me in getting exposure for my movie. And I think he was not only the star of, but the creative force behind Zoolander. Yeah, he definitely was behind the first one. So I assume uh, I never saw the second one. Did you? I just don't want to because it seems like it's not very good. And I, I love didn't the first because one. it seemed like it wasn't very <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so here's the bet. So this is going to be in a different language. It's somebody else's overdub. Like Ben Stiller is giving some sort of lines, but then somebody is overdubbing it. I'll wait for the next Mystery Men. I'll tune uh, in for Mystery Men too. I am, but again, like yeah, I mean, only if you can. Deli- you can't. You can't you know deliver that quality. You know what's again. tired? Zoolander. That you know what's wired? Liking Mystery Men in 2020. Oh my god, that movie is so good. But you won't be able to get that cast back, and and in. So many people in that cast are in, sort of like in a weird prime, in a weird comedic prime. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But, all right. Now I want to recap. Now I want to figure out, like, who could you get back? Macy. You definitely get you Macy get, you can back. Get Macy. You definitely get Paul Rubens back. You can get um, Janine Garofalo back. Yeah, well, I'm who's, sure. who's left? Who cares? Um, if, I mean, what about Jeffrey Rush? I think you get him. Yeah. Eddie Izzard will do it. He's he's great. Give Eddie Izzard a bigger part. And of course, who's the uh, nemesis who we all love? If he'll do it. Oh God, Greg Kinnear. Kinnear's great. Oh, I miss he Kinnear. He did didn't, die we... in the first one. Oh, he did. But it's a it's a yeah. fantastical universe. Do you agree that we need more Kinnear in our life? A hundred percent more Kinnear. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird that he's not for an A list actor. He just hasn't been um, around much lately. I bet I'm going to fight with you on that one because I'm not even sure what... He's like transcends list. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? You're not going to fight with me that he's an A-list actor? I don't actor. think he is. Okay. Um, I just think he's so delightful. Who was I insisting was an A-list Dennis actor? Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Okay. Anyway. All right. Kieran Beer. This is so stupid that I'm even going to play this, but I think it's funny, and I think we've probably played it on the show before. Yeah. So here's what you're going to see. You're going to see a bunch of presumably American cheerleaders. Like This is like Kieran Beer saying, we have an American actor. We're going to build America. This is going to be the most American commercial Japan has ever seen, right? Hamburger, hamburger, bang, bang. <laughs> so we see a bunch of presumably American cheerleaders on a football field. Then suddenly Ben Stiller bursts through all of them with a can of beer he says something. I don't know what. <laughs> then, and by the way, this is a beer that's sort of a fruity beer, I believe. He tosses a lemon into the air. As the lemon's Ugh, in the lemon, Kieran. Oh, you can miss me with that. I think it's a lemon. He tosses it in the air. Midair, the lemon breaks apart and turns into a bunch of ice cubes yeah. that start kind of spinning okay. around. Then he becomes frozen into a block of ice himself. As he's frozen and immobile, a football comes his way and lands in his hand. So he's basically accidentally catching a football. Now he's frozen in ice with a football in his hand. And who's bearing down on him but a bunch of football players. Before we see the actual impact, it suddenly cuts away to a picture of the can of the beer. And then... Um, at the end, he and the cheerleaders and the football players who presumably busted him out of that ice are all enjoying a cold one. Kieran! Kieran! 
Oh, there was a joke at the end, and who knows what it is, but the, one of the football players says something to him at the end. That is probably, I'm sure it's hilarious. I yeah. mean, he's young there. I mean, he's certainly much younger than he is now, but he doesn't seem like... A kid. I mean, so this could have been when he did. Super young. You yeah. think this is post Ben Stiller show? I think so. Probably. I mean, he's got a little bit of touch yeah. of gray there. It seems right. like post Ben Stiller show. Yeah, so right. it's an interesting choice for him. There is a there's a very very quick scene in Zoolander. Um, there's a montage at the beginning of the movie where he's it's an award show. It's kind of like what kicks off all the action. Oh yeah. And they do a montage of Zoolander's greatest hits before they announce who's won the male model of the year. Uh huh. And in that montage is a really quick snippet of him doing some kind of Japanese ad for jeans where he's like running in the sort of like, uh, like fantastical space and he's being chased by Japanese schoolgirls uh-huh. in, in schoolgirl outfits. You think it's kind of a veiled reference? I don't know if it's a veiled reference, but it's like that's the vibe that this real commercial has. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would love to know if that was a little wink and a nod. Although, I mean, it would probably, it should have been for a beverage if that was the case. I mean, it is just a trope of, a, yeah. of Americans going over there. Um, so I had uh, another, so those are the only two commercials. Um, this next one that I wanted to play for you, did you watch this already? No. I threw it in here. So I was just like, well, what about promos? For the Ben Stiller show. What were those like? And I'm going to play the... Which if you haven't seen, and I think we've plugged it on this show yes. before, it's it, it's not flawless, but it's got a lot of good stuff. Especially if you grew up in the 90s. It is yeah. very 90s, and it takes aim at things that are very... As a matter of fact, I was going to play uh, a fake commercial that is from the Ben Stiller show. Do you remember this for uh, Wilson Hoses? <laughs> <laughs> Only it's like in the it's in the a style of a really sexy jeans ad, right? Where there's like like a Calvin's really sexy. Uh, Calvin's or Levi's? I think Levi's. The woman is in like this sexy like red dress, and she's kind of dancing in some sort of urban environment. And he's like a long haired shirtless guy who's just kind of like chasing her around. And then Andy Dick is in a singlet for some reason, acting like a monkey running around. That's not Calvin Klein. I don't. I maybe guess. Maybe more like guess. I think it's yeah. more like guess. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, it's just for the, and of course, there's a hose involved and like water's going everywhere and it's overly sexy. And then at the end, it's for Wilson with an umlaut over the eye garden hose. It's like it made fun of a very specific era. And if you grew up in that era, like Genevieve and I did, that 90s, it's just dripped in 90s. It only existed for 12 episodes, yeah. though. But apparently there was a lost 13th episode. If I'm taking this, am I taking this joke too seriously? Here's what's going on in this commercial. This is um, a commercial from the end of the life of this show. We have uh, Ben Stiller digging up the grave of the Ben Stiller show. You see the headstone <laughs> says Ben Stiller show. It's got the star he's, of David on it. The word it. you're looking for is disinter. Okay. <laughs> and he's there with um, uh, Bob... Odin Kirk and Andy Dick. Uh, they're digging up the lost 13th episode. Whoa! Check this out. Oh my god, that's the lost 13th episode of the Ben Stiller show. That's right. This is a classic. Fox canceled the show, never even aired this thing. Classic. Classic, guys. It's just the last episode. It's the one with all no, the no, junk. Bob, that's in- wow. Does he say it's the one with all the junk in it? I yeah. can't tell what Bob says there. 
for this thing. Classic. Classic, guys. It's just the last episode. It's the one with all no, the no, junk Bob that's in Ross episode. Okay, wow. It's like the Dead Sea Scroll. Right, yeah, right. Shoot Uncommon Scroll. Right, or Amelia Earhart's airplane. Or yeah, something. or Emilio Estevez's career. Premiere Saturday night at 10 here. So that is the end of that era because now they're going to syndicate it on Comedy Central. Would you like to see? I love that the headstone had a Jewish star of yeah, David. Yeah, the star of David, yeah. And um, and then here is just a promo. Let's go back to the beginning of this show. This is a commercial for the premiere of the Ben Stiller show on Fox in 1992. It's going to be very visual. and It's going to be kind of a bunch of clips, but I think you'll get it. Ben Stiller is Tom Cruise. Mom, I pee through a tube. Ben Stiller is Dylan McKay. I've got a headache. I'm scared. Ben Stiller is a Hollywood agent. Fat is funny. Let's face it, the diet is killing your careers. Ben Stiller is the boss. One, two, three, four. Ben Stiller is hilarious, says the L.A. Times. The Ben Stiller Show premieres tonight at 7.30, 6.30 Central. That font, that jiggle vision font. I know. I love, I've always loved Ben Stiller's Tom Cruise impressions. Yeah. Um, of which he's done many. They he they really went out of their way to do Tom Cruise movies. They did A Few Good Men, um, Born on the Fourth of July, uh, Risky Business. I mean, they just did so many. T- he did. He was always playing Tom Cruise, and it's always funny to me to see uh, Tropic Thunder, which is yeah. just a funny movie. But he's playing a version of Tom Cruise. I feel like in that, and then I think it's probably the coolest thing Tom Cruise has ever done yes. to be in that movie that is essentially mocking him. And then he plays a very mockable character within it. Yeah. And he kind of steals the show. And he does yeah, steal, the show. steal the show. I guess I get why Tom Cruise is so famous. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually kind of talented. He crazy, though. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. I gotta say it. There was a um, an article that was in uh, one of the L.A. It was the L.A. Weekly when we were living down in L.A. In fact, the the author came on the show I was producing to talk about this story. I think, or maybe she was coming on to talk about something else, and I just knew that she was the woman who'd written it. And her article, and she was like an entertainment writer, and her article was like. You know, I have something shocking to say. She said, I, I've got a real hot take. I actually think Tom Cruise is quite a good movie star. I mean, yeah, we all just think of him as the crazy guy who jumped on the couch. But actually, he and then she made some argument that he didn't even jump on the couch, if you look at it closely, because he only jumped once or something. It was the weirdest was the apology wor- that I've ever read. Because first of all, we all know why Tom Cruise is a movie star. He is... A crazy Scientologist. I think he's been involved in some banana shit. But he is, of course, he's bankable on screen. It's not a mystery. I think it's not a minority opinion. It's not a minority report. (laughs) This was a person who my guess is probably lives and works among a bunch of people who don't watch Tom Cruise movies. And so therefore, suddenly she watches. She's like, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to watch some Tom Cruise movies. And then I'm going to write about the fact that actually he is pretty good at his job. (laughs) Wow. We read that article, uh, you know, uh, start to finish and we could not get enough of quoting it because it was I know. so hilarious and, you, and it also speaks to you and this is like five years ago and you and I still like just work each other up about how bad <laughs> that take was 
Anyway, um, we are officially in the ad council um, section here. Hopefully that writer is not a listener of the show. Uh, this is from listener Laura. Actually, why am I reading it? You why read it. are you reading this? I don't this? know. Uh, listener Laura has uh, has had some has some good feedback on the uh, Facebooks lately. I know Hulu is driving you crazy, Laura. I just hang in there. Her her Hulu ads experience has not been a great one. Just repeti- too much repetition. Too much repetition and too much selling her products, like selling her Hulu, which she already pays for. Which I always ag- I agree. Like whenever a channel or a platform advertises to me to pay for the thing which I have already just paid for in order to see this thing. Yeah. It makes me feel like big data is not delivering on its yeah, I know. promises to I know, us. right? Um, but she writes, this was actually great. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that someone had written in about how uh, now prestige actors will do commercials no mm-hmm. problem in the U.S. And it's like not, it's not even a question that it would like hurt their reputation or their bankability. Uh, She writes, I can remember when well-known actors wouldn't star in commercials in America because it was considered a step down. Now we're seeing lots of famous faces who use it for good exposure. A recent one is for Dell, your new Dell owner, Mm -hmm. uh, with Jeffrey Wright. And I love the idea of Jeffrey Wright, who stars in Westworld and is in that show, spoiler alert, a robot. Is Uh, Jeffrey Wright also um, Liz Lemon's boyfriend? I don't think so. Who's Jeffrey Wright? Um, he's a sort of middle-aged African-American man, bald. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, the scientist. Yeah, so you spoiled the end of season one. I did, so, yeah, yeah. people can catch I up on I gave a pause. Who am I thinking of? Um, who's I don't the know. guy who was Liz Lemon's uh, boyfriend at the end of 30 Rock? Spoiler alert. Oh, uh, yeah, he is also, also in Westworld. Yeah, okay, cool. um, that's, we, why do we always have trouble with his name? Marston. Marston. James Marston. Oh, I almost got there before you. Um, yeah, so no, Jeffrey Wright is um, is Bernarnold, as he, I think of him. He, and he is really, I don't know if I've seen this particular commercial, but I think I've seen him in some other things. He's a little bit um, typecast now, right? Isn't he often in kind of a, uh, in some kind of a laboratory setting? I saw him advertising something that it looked like he was on the set of Westworld, only it wasn't for Westworld. He's got a, he's got a nerd vibe, yeah. for sure. I mean, and definitely I think he's getting nerd nerd jobs yeah okay um so this is in kind of a uh an office setting but it's very icy blue everything's kind of a gray blue color and it's filled with us uh, with fog and and you'll hear jeffrey wright talking to you about why everything's uh foggy here's the thing about managing multiple clouds for your business oh, oh. <laughs> When you've got public clouds and private clouds and hybrid clouds, things can get a bit cloudy for you. But now, there's the Dell Technologies cloud. And now all the fog, the clouds start getting sucked out of the room and into one. Powered by VMware, Uh, a single hub for a consistent operating experience across all your clouds. That should clear things up. Hmm. So I just, I mean, the, the, the copy in that ad is... Whatever, unremarkable, I would say. But he's so likable. Yeah, I just he he really. Uh, I think he does exude uh, trustworthiness and and likability, uh, and he's very consistent. I mean, it, it almost does feel like an extension of his Westworld character. Uh huh. Um, and as someone wrote in the YouTube comments. Doesn't look like anything to me. <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> that is one of the gre- best things to come out of Westworld. Yeah, I'm just now I'm just googling his name to see if I can find the one that seems so Westworldy to me. But he's all over these Dell uh, these Dell commercials. 
dude, you bought a Dell. Yeah. You see a lightning fast Formula One car, but McLaren saw a way to rapidly transform the healthcare industry by taking the same predictive analytics powered by Dell Technologies to diagnose their race cars and applying it to the human body. McLaren can help healthcare professionals provide more personalized solutions, which could in turn support even speedier recoveries. He's definitely got the nerd vibe, but it's also future nerd. Like all this stuff seems like future nerd. McLaren's doing healthcare now. That's weird. What do what do I know McLaren from? Well, they're just one of those cars that like has doors that go like. Whew. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay, so what else have we got in the old mailbag? This is one that I've been seeing in the wild, and we were talking last week about um, we're tired. Maybe it was two weeks. Ago, I can't remember about we're tired of seeing these COVID era ads that are just like such downers and so somber and. Like you were, you were actually kind of like relieved to get the Burger King one about couch potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, leave it to Progressive to uh, to to break the mold and do, and I think do it right in in a really creative way with very limited tools. This is from listener Chris. Finally, a quarantine commercial without the schmaltz. And this is one, I think this is part of a series. This is one where they're all on Zoom together, right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've seen a different one of these. I just know that I've been in in front of the television when all of our favorite um, progressive people like Jamie and Flo, but then also this new woman who always has like the Heidi braids. Yes, and she's always like kind of... They're trying to bring her forward She's always like over it. She's so over it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like she's a little one note. They need to give her something more to do and I'm... Yeah, because Jamie against, had layers, right? Jamie, or has layers. Jamie has layers. Jamie is, he seems like a doofus, but then he's like, has a, he's like married to Sofia Vergara and he could play <laughs> flamenco. It's a completely different skill set. It's a completely different <laughs> skill set. I mean, Jamie's fantastic. And I feel like, I don't want to knock this actress because I don't know what she's being given mm-hmm. to work with, but it feels like they need to let her spread her wings a little bit more. So you've got her, Jamie. Flo and a handful of the other progressive people, they're all wearing their their white outfits like they normally are, but they're I I guess in their literally in their own homes. I don't know yeah, how they're I shooting think, this. I think so. oh oh you mean how they're doing it from a production yeah, standpoint. Like yeah, like how, how yeah. they're actually producing it. But they're all in their they're all in their little zoom boxes and they're having what we all now have come to recognize as a typical and typically terrible Zoom experience with like failures to mute can't get the camera right. I mean, like, I hate to say this, but I had a call today with a number of colleagues that was like every one of these sins was committed at least once. Really? And I mean, come on, people. We're on like month three of this now. <laughs> I sent an email to somebody today. I'm not going to say who. It wasn't It wasn't work-related, but I, I do some work with some people who are of an older generation than me yes. and tend to be a, a little bit scattered in their thinking anyway. Um, and then when you insert technology into it, it's amazing. We get together for a Zoom call uh, once a week. But then today, I sent a note to one of them, and I said, hey, I'm sorry, I forgot to include this thing in the mass email I sent out. And I got a reply from her that said, this email sent from my phone. That's it. I, I don't know what she was trying to communicate <laughs> to me. There was no attachment. All I know is her phone on the just, go. Her phone's trying to handle it. She just wanted to. She you know, unilaterally. Wanted, she just wanted to respond to me. <laughs> and so responded to me with a blank email that just said sent from my phone. So, okay, let's take a listen to this. All right. All right. So I'll start. start. Oh. 
Oh, do you want to go first? No, no, I don't. You go, go. Are we just going to be on slide seven? Talking about bundling and saving? Uh, Jamie, you're cutting out. Sorry, I'm late. Hey, whoever's doing that, can you go on mute? Oh, my bad. I would just say there's a typo on slide seven. Bundle home and auto for big disco snout. I think that's <laughs> supposed to say discounts. <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> At least can you guys see me? At the very end, it's just heard like a very, very close up of Flo's mouth. Yeah, we just got Stephanie Courtney's lower half of her face, and it says, um, I, th- "I forget what the tagline was, but it said with all of the with all of the challenges, at least it's still easy to save." Oh my god, I just they just these are so. Great. Yeah, they really know they're what just they're finding doing. the right talent the per- to the right writers. The part, the part where she says, "If someone could someone mute whatever whoever's doing that," the guy holds up a, a small dustbuster like a vacuum, yeah. like just like just like. Oh, why yeah, sorry. are you vacuuming yeah. during the Zoom call? And yet, that is very relatable. Yes, um, it, you know, I mean, I just think that, like, as you said, we're in week ten or eleven or whatever we are into, like, kind of the working from home, depending where you are, and so the Zoom jokes are out there. Yeah. They've been out there. Like, I was sick of Zoom jokes after a week or two. Right. You know, I was sick of Zoom after a week. Um, the, only thing that, the only thing they missed here was someone, like, futzing around with a dumb uh, background. Oh, yeah, good point. But what I like about this is, I mean, for a joke that has become really tired really quickly... I still I stop when this comes on. I pay attention to it because there's a million things going on. The writing is good and the performances are good. Yes. I mean, those are just two things that and the editing is good too. The the snappy yeah. editing and like those are three really key things because everybody is staring directly into their own computer camera and then turning into some sort of skit about, "Oh, Zoom these days, am I right?" And somehow this one just really works Le- and it speaks to the people involved. Leave it to progressive. Yeah, absolutely. Um oh my goodness i am so sorry by the way that i have been so scatterbrained today i feel like i cannot get uh words out of my mouth good case in point right there um do you have any idea what time it is yeah uh, it's jingle time This is where you guys call in our voicemail line and share some jingles with us, 607-444-5597. Any jingle that's on your mind, maybe even one you made up. I'm, ex- I'm Yeah, that's right. I'm extending yeah, it to jingles that you made up. Uh, this is from Emily in Minnesota. She's called before. She'll reference her first call here in a moment. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll set it up for you. I don't know if you remember this, but Emily called almost exactly a year ago. Uh, from Minnesota to talk about some school that the National American University that had a campus on the Mall of America. Take a listen to this. You'll you'll remember the jingle. National American University presents one. Be a full-time student one day a week, only one day or one night, even Saturday. One day, one night, Saturday is all right. Online's just yeah. fine. Nighttime, anytime, get your degree, set yourself free. National American University. So anyway, that is <laughs> that. That's the, what Emily the called. The visuals them. make it especially hilarious. Yes. Um, and the, what's what's so funny about the visuals is that you you have the the students who are being represented in this ad mouthing along with it. They're not the yeah, singers. Right. Right. They're just sort of saying the lines as we hear them. Right. Yeah. Uh, Which, why wouldn't you? 
Which, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why would you? Okay, so uh, that was from a year ago. Emily's got another one. Hi, this is Emily from Minnesota. The last time I called in with a jingle, it was for a school that had a campus at the Mall of America. This time, I have the actual jingle for the Mall of America. You've got to see it to believe it. Who told you you can't have it all? You'll have a ball. There's a place for fun in your life at the Mall of America. There's a place for fun in your life at the Mall of America. There's a little bit of a that is, shift change. That is amazing. Pitch change, I should say, That's right? That's incredible, yes. You want to hear the original? I do. Of I, don't think, I don't think it can measure up, to be honest. It's pretty good. You got to see it to believe it. Who told you you can't have it all? You'll have a ball. By the way, the commercial just flashed through... Um, Four different department stores that are probably closing their doors as we speak. That was like a great. That was like I mean we're going through especially. I think still got Macy's. Okay, Macy's, Bloomingdale, Sears, and Nordstrom. Yeah, I mean they. I guess they all exist. Let's not dig Nordstrom's grave. Well, but Nordstrom is. I mean, closed all kinds of stores around here. They're not reopening at the at the mall where they were. I think the first anchor store. I mean, That's yeah, really everybody's sad. going through some tough. I mean, even prior to the shutdown, yeah. um, things were bad for these stores. Let's start it over, shall we? Oh yeah, because I like to think, who told you you can't have it all? Who told you you can't have it all? Who is that person? Well, it is a saying, it? you know, you can't have it all. much it bothers me that they really that they end on the word all and then they don't bother to find a way to make <laughs> make it rhyme with mall that's a good point what do you think about the roller skate uh, the rollerblading dad in this one oh i mean it's yeah it's a great look this is a commercial for, from the 90s so it's for, very for 90s. khakis and blue shirt here yeah you know who that looks like it looks like the rollerblading dad who is not quite rollerblading yet he's just putting the rollerblades on and he's looking very befuddled at his at the at the blades on his feet he's got a bright helmet on but he looks like the replacement or he looks like michael scott's boss yeah on the a little office, bit right yeah he does commercials uh he's doing some ads for something oh, really? now uh i can't think of his name david wallace is the is the character from the office what if that's him oh my god that'd be funny he'd he'd be awfully young to do that that's just yeah. in 92 yeah that's a good point uh anyway i loved uh that song that emily left us and i feel like hearing the original only um strengthened her version even more because it's it's right on, and she's got a beautiful voice. It's right on. She's got a beautiful voice. I honestly prefer hers. It was more like hmm. it was more heartfelt. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really, I really believed I could have it all. Emily, who told you you can't have it all? You can't sell anything. You can't sell anything. 
Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for putting some of so much of this together. Um, I I, had I think the, you did all the work today. Let's not do that every day. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I put it together today. I you did. You I did a lot in, like, of the work. A couple of Ben I had, Stiller. I had the links. idea for Jerry Stiller, Stiller and Mira, but yeah. but thank you for filling for rounding it out. It was a fun show. And thank you to everyone who uh, wrote in, who called in. You can call us uh, if you were inspired by maybe a mall commercial from your youth. Yeah. Call it in, 607-444-5597. Uh, you can email us at After These Messages Show. Emails have been a little dry lately. After These Messages Show at Gmail. And Facebook is always great, so keep keep coming there. That's right. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. New to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can't sell.